3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: It's time for our Tua. <laughs> it's our tour It's our Tua. It's our Tua, 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 Tongue of Iloa, not Tua Tagle of Leoa, A for effort, Dolphins quarterback, Tua. It's our Tua, it's our Tua, 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 Tua. Go to hell To a tongue of our Dolphin's quarterback Daddy loves you guys Our tour with Tobin and Leroy Check the history of (laughs) Our Tour the program Ladies and gentlemen
5: Did you catch yourself fidgeting? Because I heard the echo
4: That wasn't me dude Okay. That wasn't me dude Let's get to some headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Center. Why buy a truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. The uh, Miami Dolphins getting ready for the New England Patriots. Yesterday, you had a, a lot of guys who were uh, on the field, limited in practice, but all good things. Good to see people back out there. Tyreek Hill after that scare to us gave us seemed to give us Tyreek says yesterday he's good to go so that's great
5: did you hear his explanation yes I needed some more attention
4: you needed more well he did I mean like the 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 cheetah needs attention you you gotta you gotta have him out there dude uh we all said Xavier Howard he was limited in practice Alec Ingold was back on the practice field Uh Cater who's dealing with the neck, but he was practicing. Raheem (laughs) Mostert
5: for turning and running.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mostert who didn't practice on Wednesday. He was back on the practice field. Nick Needham continues to make his way back from that Achilles injury. He uh was taken off the pup this week. So good news, it seems, for Nick Needham getting him back.
5: It seems like the team is getting back to full. Then we can get a better idea of what they can and can't do because I'm totally not, you know. I make we we all sit here and make fun of fangs or whatever, but I think a lot of what he's doing is based on what's available to him for sure. And trying Um, not to put too many people in harm's way.
4: It's it's part of the reason I was like listening to him yesterday. I'm like, this is the most positive I've heard this guy since he's become Dolphins defensive coordinator. So right. um, this is uh, Vic Fangio. He was talking about why he was encouraged by the play against the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's OnlyFangs.
0: Obviously, they're one of the best teams in the league. You know, everybody, you know, we were ranked one in offense going in. Everybody forgot they were two. You know, so it's a high-quality team. And I thought we uh, acquitted ourselves well. You know, we had the touchdown. We, The field goal uh, the strip sack by Bradley set up the other three points, so we kind of scored ten points. But we were a player two away from having a great performance, and um, we just let a couple plays get away from us. But was pleased with the progress we showed. I know it's hard to fathom that when you allow 31. But um, there was good progress made.
5: I I I, w- I would I would say this. Um, he does seem chipper. Yeah. Um. And I think sometimes in games, as they play out, like what you think you should be doing during the course of the game has to change because you're trying to win the game, mm-hmm. and then you got to take more chances. And, and I think that's where things got a little, you know, off kilter. Now, I will say this. I'm not one to read into what people say.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: <clears throat> the Dolphins scored 17 points. He's already accepted 10 of those points. He did. By saying we scored them. He did. So what is he really saying?
4: I think he's saying offense picked this bleep up. <laughs> right? Because normally, he said, it was like we scored
5: 10 points, right?
4: Uh, here's a little bit more from Vic Fangio on getting Jalen Ramsey back, which it seems they are going to get him back, and how that changes things for the defense getting back Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard.
0: You know, in many ways, not the only way, but um. You know the, your corners' abilities govern your defense, and um, if you feel confident in them that they can, you know, play good outside the numbers on the routes you get out there, you know, it has an effect on what you do defensively. There's no no way
4: around that.
5: He did everything but dance.
4: Yeah, pretty much. That, He's is, that he go ahead both his corners. He's so excited. He, he, I'm telling you, froggy fangs. That's what we had. You know, we don't have Mark.
5: What if if this, let me ask you this. What if this defense with their two corners back Mm -hmm. looks so different based on what fangs is saying? Yeah. Like, like he has a whole set, a whole different group of defenses set on having, you know, uh, guys he trusts at corner. And he's pretty much just said that. Yeah, pretty much. What if this team looks so different and so much better defensively? Are we then going to come back and say, all right, well, we got to give him a pass.
4: Look, I think because, and you kind of said it earlier in the show, like because Vic Fangio was the highest, you know, recruited defensive, highest paid defense coordinator. You're not going to give that guy any time. It needs to be fixed immediately. Yeah. But- he came out with a stinker in his first one. They got run all over. But I do think things are improving, even with the major injuries that they've had. And now, yeah, you get Jalen Ramsey back. I, I mean, like that guy listen, the old don't the old don't act that happy unless they know something we don't. And Vic Fangio sounds like he can't wait to unleash Jalen Ramsey on this uh on for his defense. A defense he knows very well.
5: Yep. I can't wait. I I wanna see, I wanna see now. I don't necessarily know if the, the you know, the Pats have players that can exploit the secondary anyway, mm-hmm. right, nor the quarterback, although I will say the quarterback has played better. Um, that being said. Hard to play worse. This might be a good week for these guys to get back when you don't have the threat you, that you had in the secondary with, say, a Philadelphia.
4: Right. For sure, yeah. It's you, you don't have you know one of the best receivers in the league and AJ Brown going at you. You have you know your Gasecki and Devontae Parker, the white grid. Gasecki does the
2: the gritty on you guys. That's gonna be nasty.
4: Oh, he can't wait. You know, you know he's waiting. He's trying. He's trying to get that done. We can't allow that. We cannot allow that.
5: I mean. All right, there's there's a lot of things you don't want to allow. <laughs> Part of sports is, is sometimes the other team do it anyway. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want a team to run for two hundred yards against me. But look at what the Dolphins were doing. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want a you
1: team know? to
4: score That's... seventy points against me.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I you, don't even
4: think you go into a week thinking a team can score seventy points against no!
5: you. No, have you seen football? Like, when we look at the scores of these games... It's been rough. Right? And then say, oh, by the way, somebody scored 70. They're going to look at you and say, who?
4: Yep. Crazy, man. Crazy. All right. So, that's uh, your Dolphins. And then, meanwhile, your Miami Heat. They are getting set for the Celtics tonight, 730, from TD Garden. We are going to welcome in Eric Reed from Bally Sports Sun as... The Heat OG, the man who has called all the Heat games since they uh, since their inception, he has been calling Miami Heat action, and you can hear him and John Crawley tonight on Bally Sports Sun. And alongside, if you guys have the radio on, Jason Jackson will have your call from Beantown. Coverage begins at six fifteen. Alejandro Solana and Tommy Ty get you going with the Miami Heat audio experience.
3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
5: It's our number two with Tobin and Leroy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is. I'm so, I'm so used to hearing the slow version of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They caught me off guard.
4: It did. Uh, welcome on back, everybody. It is Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Miami Heat got their season underway on Wednesday. A one-point win over the Detroit Pistons. Now they embark on hang of a road trip to start the season. And you guys, of course, can listen to that here on 560 WQAM. But if you're looking to tune in, of course, you can watch that on Bally Sports Sun. 7.30 tip-off tonight from Jimmy Butler's Roadhouse, the TD Garden. Let's go out to the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. And then we will talk to the voice of the Miami Heat, franchise original. We always love uh, when he gives us some time. Eric Reed joining us here
1: on the program. Eric, how are you? Thank you, Tobin. Not as good as Leroy, who runs behind your blocking on a daily basis.
4: <laughs> uh, first, what was, I guess, a couple of big takeaways from the opener, Eric? What were some things that stood out to you, you enjoyed, and uh, it got a little dicey there at the end, but they pulled out the victory?
1: Yeah, nineteen. You know, first ever one-point win in, in a season opener. It was a little frightening when that 19-point lead got to one. I think the Heat went the last two and a half minutes without scoring, but I, you know, you, you try to see the positive side of, of that. And I thought you saw poise and a maturity to not let poor fourth quarter offense, you know, take away from your defense. Four stops in the last minute and a half of that game with a one-point lead, including a, a bam block shot uh, on Kate Cunningham, and the Kate Cunningham missed from three right as the game ended. So. Uh, you know, I like the bench for Miami, um, especially Duncan Robinson, his three-point shooting now becomes, you know, again, a focal point. So, a sort of return to, 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 you know, what we got used to a few years back. Um, the Heat lost a lot of three-point shooting in Vincent and, and Struess. Matter of fact, they only took 22 threes uh, in the season opening game, guys. They, they did that 22 threes or less three times all of last year. So they won opening night with not a good night of offense. Um, the offense is, is a concern until proven otherwise, but hey, let's let's get ready to step up in weight class. Uh, a return to three of the last four conference finals and a return to a building where Miami won three times in the conference finals last year, including uh, that culture-defining 19-point game seven win that, that I know Tobin has pinned up in his – in, in his family room.
5: Eric, I was really impressed with, you know, I always look for okay, what did this guy do, you know, in the off season? What did he work on? What did he, you know, can I see it, you know, um, you know, happening in the beginning of this year. I was impressed with Tyler's defense. I mean, holy smokes, that he was very active. And and I think that's is that just part of his his Evolution, part of his, you know, I want to be a complete player because I know he talks about scoring a lot and he probably didn't have one of his better night scoring. But on the defensive side of the ball, that's a big contribution from him.
1: That is a prerequisite. If you want to get big minutes with Miami, you're going to have to hold up that end of the bargain and everybody has committed to it. I think everybody with the heat generally gets better at it. Um, You know, listen, Tyler's going to do what he can on that end, um, but he earns his money uh, on the offensive edge of the floor. You know, I think the one area that that I'm waiting to see Tyler take that next step and how does, listen, he's entering the prime of his career right now as as a young veteran in his fifth year. You know, how can he improve his scoring, especially if he's not going to get a lot more shots because he's going to have to share that with Bam and Jimmy. He did take 24 shots in the opener, which was a team high, did not get to the free throw line. He's maybe the league's best free throw shooter. I think it's a must for him to take that next step as a high level, high volume scorer. Even if you're not getting 20 to 25 field goal attempts, it's getting himself to the free throw line. And we're seeing him go to the basket more. He's got to keep doing that. Earn respect from the officials, and I'd love to see him get to the line four to six times a game minimum. Last year, it was under three free throw attempts a game.
4: Eric, this matchup uh, coming up tonight against Boston, they—it's interesting. They've been—they were such a defensive team. It felt like kind of changed a little bit last year, but those guys who are always a pain in the butt—the Rob Williams, the Grant Williams. Marcus Smart, they're all gone now, and they've added this firepower with with Kristaps Porzingis. Drew Holiday obviously always has the rep. but Jimmy did a great job against him last year in the playoffs. What are you, I guess, looking for? This rivalry is, they're, you know, the, it feels inevitable. They'll probably match up at one point. So, uh, what are the things with that the Celtics did that you're you're looking at in tonight's matchup?
1: Well, Tobin, everybody's looking at, at Boston and Milwaukee. You know, we saw as painful as it was to watch last night, Dame Lillard. <laughs> Score 39 <laughs> and look magnificent for the Bucks. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Holiday in, in, in the opener for Boston, um, you know, he didn't do that much offensively. He guarded Julius Randle for a lot of that game. He was much bigger than him uh, with the Knicks. Held Randle to 1 for 10 shooting. So they did lose their best defenders and their toughest guys, some of their better competitors in Grant Williams and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. Um and one other who escapes me at the moment right now, but, um, listen, their top five with Al Warford as their sixth man is very, very strong. Their bench, they got 12 points from, from four bench players total in their opener, You know, all their, their front board all played 38 minutes or more. So they're going to be as good as their first six guys. Let them be. Um, we'll see how that plays out over a long season. I think, they're susceptible, as all teams are, but when you're when you're sitting on the bench, you know, staying healthy becomes even more important for, for teams like Boston and Milwaukee. The Celtics with Brown and Tatum, it's their seventh year as a duo. They're one of the league's best duos. And in Porzingis, They're really different in in the middle. You know, he he scored 30 in in his Celtics debut with four block shots. And what left the the real game one impression for for Chris Dapps is he scored 12 of those points in the game six minutes when it was there to win or lose. So it's going to be interesting to get a look at both Boston tonight, Milwaukee on Monday night, an early season look at at the two teams that that everybody's pointing to in the East. And, And we'll get a chance to see how Miami early in the season matches up with both of them.
4: Yeah, Spo was saying after the game, he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure they've had uh, us circled on their calendar as soon as the schedule came out." Um, matchups, like, do you feel, Eric? You know how this team is good at blocking out noise, but we know like guys like Tyler hear it. So, do you feel like there may be a little bit extra onto that Milwaukee matchup or this Boston matchup, just knowing that they've changed, but the Heat have kind of come back. Other than you know a lot of the young guys, do you, do you feel like there's a little extra juice to games this early? Yeah,
1: I don't think it matters, Tobin, when you play them, but when you, you know, it's whenever you play the the teams that are perceived to be, you know, the upper echelon championship chasing teams, uh, you know, you bring out your, you you know, your best and you want to do that every night, but uh, it's easier to do that against the best team. So listen, Miami and Boston, three of the last four years have been in the conference finals against each other if you just look at the light you know and, and and to be honest with you they, these two teams have had 37 playoff games since 2010. they've met each other in 27 games in, in conference finals play that's the most matchups for any two teams in a, in a conference final since they started keeping track of that in 1971. and in the last two years guys can you get more dramatic series they both went seven <laughs> nice. between the heat yeah. and the celtics two years ago they beat the Heat three times in Miami. That's never happened in a playoff series to the Heat before, including the painful game seven loss at home. And then last year, uh, to balance it perfectly, the Heat win in Boston three times. And, you know, Tobin, I I, I joked about it earlier, but that 19-point win in game seven after losing three straight in that series, to me stands out as the, you know, one of the best examples when people talk about Heat culture. Just look at that game. Everybody thought it was over. That's why people like us knew that it wasn't because everybody thought it was. And um, so, listen, it's it's right back to that kind of feeling tonight um, to see how mm-hmm. these two teams match up.
4: I, Eric, the one thing that took uh, I took from that season opener is the greatest thirteen minutes of basketball I've ever seen from Jaime Jaquez. The moves that kid was putting, he's impressive, Eric. I can't wait till the minutes limit is is lifted on him. From, uh, from this groin from camp because th- that footwork is dazzling,
1: Eric. What, what did you make of the rookie? Loved him. You know, we didn't get much of him in summer league. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed four of the five preseason games with a strained groin. But all of us had seen enough. You know, the, the most experienced player coming out of last June's draft, played four years at UCLA. And, you know, everybody said the kid's going to be a great culture fit. He's got a grown-up game. It's a mature game, and while the bench is thin right now, without Highsmith and, and Jay Rich, and with Caleb Martin rusty from a from sort of an inactive preseason, Jaime is really important to this team right from day one. The footwork, uh, the poise, the skill level—he's uh, he, he's ready to compete at this level, and each night is going to be enjoyable to, to watch him emerge.
5: Eric, do you get the feeling that the 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 timetable of when these young players have to be excellent. Like I'm gonna exclude Jaime from that because he's a little bit older. But the time frame for which these young players come into the league after one year of college, and when they're de- when they're de- when people expect them to be great, uh, sometimes that gets lost, and that it's gonna take a three, four years for them to develop and get to their prime, and we don't really have the patience for it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the, the patience clock runs out quick. But listen, you know, like the NFL, the best players go, generally go to the worst teams. Um, unlike the NFL, you can come out at 18, 19 years old in the NBA, uh, you know, after a year of college basketball or right. maybe no college basketball at all. And you're playing overseas or in, with overtime elite or in the G League. Um, and you're expected to come right in. You know, Hakez went to the Heat at 18. Two picks later, Houston took Cam Whitmore uh, out of Villanova, 19 years old, one year of college basketball. While his upside is considerable, he's six seven, built like a linebacker. You know, five years from now, he might be a great player. Um, I think he played seven minutes, scoreless minutes, in their opener. It's hard to come right in as a teenager and, and you know, be ready to play against these grown, competitive men in the NBA. Haquez right. seems ready. Um, and it, it's fun to have a rookie like that, that you can plug in and play. Um, and he's going to help. The Heat The Heat might not have the star power of some of these top contenders. Uh, they seem deeper than right. both the Bucs and the Celtics. And we're going to get a firsthand look, as we said. Over, over the next four nights uh, to see exactly how these teams, at least early, match
4: up. Eric, uh, Kyle Lowry's never going to be the guy who takes the most shots on the team. But he's got to, he's, you got to think that he's going to pull the trigger a little bit quicker than as late as he did. Do you think you expect a more aggressive Kyle Lowry on this road trip? Because that was out. It was such a big thing in storyline. I thought it was almost a little bit overblown. The whole comments in training came about, it. I expect to be the starter. He was, and then it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's it almost felt like he was too passive in this in this opener. Do, do you feel like we need a more aggressive Kyle Lowry uh, if he is going to be in that role?
1: Kyle Kyle is really good, Tobin, at picking his spots. And and you know, one of the things that he and Jimmy have in common that I really enjoy and respect about both of them—they don't care about their numbers. They look at each game and sort of prioritize what is needed during the course of that game to help their team win that game and that's what has made them special i think lowry you know based off last year has been really under respected in in our market you, you know if you look at basketball reference which is a really reputable site for basketball research his hall of fame probability is 86 he's going to be a hall of Fame point guard um, when his career is done. Now he played 32 minutes in the opener. He took one shot. It came with like a minute and a half left in the game. It wasn't one of his better games, but I'm not worried about Kyle. Listen, I, uh, I have great respect for him. The, the way he's built, the competitive nature he has, the winning personality that he has. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was injured last year. Spo has said it a couple of times and I agree with him. It's really unfair to judge players who play when they're injured. And he did that for a lot of last season. He came back healthier and in really, really good shape. He knew that there was a chance. Listen, last 11 regular season games and in all but one playoff game, he came off the bench uh, at the end of last year. Why? Two reasons. One, better for Spo to control his minutes that way. Two, I think coach was concerned about his team becoming overly reliant on a guy that may or may not be in the lineup. Uh, so Kyle knew that was in the air as a possibility for this year. Came back and, and in the training camp at FAU, didn't miss a, a down. He competed in every drill played like a guy that was determined to win his starting job back. I loved his sort of defiant nature. When Hey, he he was honest. He said, I see myself as as the starting point guard. And whether he started or not, he's going to play the most minutes of any of the the point guards for the Heat. It's also a different job description when you are the point guard for the Heat, when you've got a Jimmy and a Bam that can make plays with the ball as well. So – I think Kyle's going to have a better year than he had last season, and and, and I, I, I would encourage Heat fans not to get dismayed over his one field goal attempt in Game One.
4: We can't wait to watch you and uh, John cry tonight, Eric. Seven thirty, Bally Sports Sun. Heat and Celtics start of a very exciting road trip between uh, Celtics. You got the Wolves tomorrow night, and then of course a big time matchup with the Bucks on Monday. Three games and four nights before they come back for the Nets on Wednesday. Eric, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man.
1: Thanks, I, know, I know what you're going to be doing three of the next four nights. Leroy, always good to see you, brother. Be always well good to see you. Enjoy enjoy the season, guys.
4: All righty. There you go. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Back with more. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela
0: is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours energy The tough label You are a fighter and Madela is your reward. Madela, the mark of a fighter. Prick responsibly beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: We get it. attention spans just aren't what they used to be. heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Welcome back, everybody. Government Leroy here with you. Thanks again to Eric Reed for stopping by. One of my favorites. Eric Reed? Yeah. Yeah. I think RVA Richie says it best when he says Eric Reed is class. Yep. He is class personified.
5: Now, Eric Reed is one side, but I used to like me some uh Mike Inglis, right? who told
4: it like it was
2: oh, a, little man, <laughs> a little too mike much a little too
4: much mike would get after those refs Wait, what do you say? or if or if things were or if things were going <laughs> bad like if the, he were up 18 and yes a team out of four run, he goes, i gotta tell you that's uh seems like we're going let this one slip say, away say goodbye to that big lead <laughs>
5: you think it wouldn't they go to like a 20 point run. no four
4: yeah. I'll tell you what though, there's nothing like what Mike Inglis uh, would be calling just a crazy run in the playoffs. Uh, that man was great. He he had some he had some great stuff on the radio broadcast years for the Heat. But uh been loving Jax, man. Jax is uh is doing fantastic. He's uh you know he's especially I uh, love love him throwing the nicknames out there. I love the triple jota for Jaime Jaquez. It makes me uh makes me happy. So we'll uh Hear them tonight as uh, we got a big sports weekend, big sports weekend. We got the Canes tomorrow against Virginia as uh, they'll look to get things, uh, keep things right after their double OT win against Clemson. That's at three thirty. So our pregame is at 1130, 1130 tomorrow for WQAM. Daniel Rabinowitz and Brian Monroe will get you set for all the action. Joe Zagaki, DBJ. Of course, we'll have the call from a hard rock stadium.
5: I'm at, a, I'm at a, a bit of an impasse here. I'm going to the hockey game.
4: Yes. Late game. What time's the game?
5: Six. The football game's at 3.30. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, you'll have to, hopefully, they'll, maybe they'll have it in the bag by then, dude. Who knows?
5: An hour and a half? No. Two hours? Yeah. It's, it's
4: <laughs> wishful thinking I give you, but. Uh, Wait, you're you know. going
2: to go to the game and try to go to the Panther game?
4: I'll tell you one thing. No, I'm uh,
2: going
5: to the Panther
4: game. Oh, okay. But you'll have you will have intermission, so you could probably sneak a peek at a TV somewhere because they got the TVs going. I'm sure someone's gonna have like the, the funky Buddha bar or something like that. You
5: know what my you know what the funniest thing is? You ever go to one game, but the fans are watching another game and you hear random cheering throughout the stadium. So you're yeah.
2: going you're going to watch the UM game and all of a sudden the gator game is on. The or something
5: like, no, or or like, say for example, if the the Canes are playing at night or the Dolphins are playing at night and the Heat are playing at the same time. Yep. Right? Gotcha. You'll hear cheering from both games, but only one game you can actually see at the time.
4: You'll uh I don't know if you remember this, but when Heath Bell, Top Bum, was Marlins closer that first year, he was getting mad in the Clevelander. Mind you, this team sucked that he was on. He was getting mad in the Clevelander that people were glued watching uh the big three. In, in the in the, uh, in the Clevelander and cheering for them and not watching the Marlins, who again, that team sucked. Um, so he was like, he, you know, it, not only was it bad that he was criticizing his teammates while sucking, then he decided to criticize the the fans that were still going to watch his ass suck and was mad because um, they were watching the
5: Clevelander. You're the reason why the Clevelander closed.
4: Can't rule that out.
5: Macho my, my, my Marlins, man
4: can't rule that out the, the 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 last jump that he had with that walk-off win against the giants it uh that pool was no more
5: and it was pretty disgusting
4: Oof, you're telling me a lot of showers <laughs> a lot of showers after that one a Dude. lot uh tyree kill uh so did you see this did you know that tyree kill and stephen a smith i don't know if you guys talked about this when i was gone you know i was trying to you know i, I, I was trying you to had a little beef said yeah, I was trying to do what you say. Stay away from social media. I was enjoying New York. I was on, of course, but I didn't see like a lot of the main headlines. And this one, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, but him and Stephen A. getting into it a little bit. Well, here's what we talked about: Stephen A.
5: and 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 you need to get the full picture of this. They're showing highlights. Yep. In the background. Yep. Of two throwing bombs to Tyreek. Right. And in the front. Stephen A is talking about how Tua throws 2-yard passes and Tyreek takes it to the house. Right. While the film is showing him throwing the 30, 40 yards down. Defeated.
2: Right. So right. what he was trying to say that with two with with the speed that Tyreek has, you don't have to throw deep all the time. You could he can take a 2-yard pass and turn it into a 90-yard uh It's what touchdown. he was trying to say, but he he didn't say it, say it that like way. that. He was trying right. to he cut he, he, the way he said it was like all Tua it does is throw 2 yes. yards dink and, and tie, yeah. dink and dunk when and then the and the funny thing is cuz i think Orlowski is the best guy in in analyst in the NFL and they just looking at it every highlight was 25 30 yard just bombs just throwing 25 30 yard bombs to the point they were like you need to stop with the dink and dunk uh dink and dunk uh terminology you need to just say he's just yeah. a great quarterback who has an unbelievable talent in Tyreek Hill and he gets the ball to him
4: yeah, I mean, his best throw was, what, a 30-plus-yard touchdown to Tyree Kill on Sunday night. Right. So Tyree Kill uh, did his podcast this week, and uh, he's got more things to say about Stephen A. Smith. Here was uh, Tyree Kill and his podcast. He told you to watch your mouth. Stephen A. Smith.
2: <laughs> Will Tyreek Hill <laughs> watch his mouth?
6: Man, I, I think it never. I think it, it would never be a situation for me to watch my mouth, man. Whenever I'm talking about the game that I grew up playing, the game that my father taught me how to play, man. So I don't know what's up with these um, analysts, man, thinking that you know they got the credentials to talk about the, the sport that we live every day. You know, like I, I got to sit in meetings for like literally 60 hours a week. You feel me? Um, Learning about the plan, learning about the details and everything. I got to figure out so so I can go out there and perform. So, man, so yeah, for him to be able to just say that, man, I, I just feel like his take on tour was lazy. He had a very lazy take on tour. Like, he, he didn't do his homework. Like, he just saw highlights. It was a very lazy take on him. I just called him out. And he couldn't take it. And he couldn't but you know
2: it. what he said? Uh, this no name individual, he's tired of no name individuals. Getting the opportunity to interview the stars.
6: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I don't get that take either, man. Like it's just, I, I guess it's just one of those scenarios where he's just jealous. You feel I me? Mean? Like he wanted to be the individual to be able to like have conversations with, with, with the athletes. And Stephen A., if you want that opportunity, baby, I, I'm just a phone call away, man. It's a phone <laughs> call away, man. I'm, I'm able to talk anytime, you know, anywhere, any place, wherever you want to do with that, baby boy.
2: There you go, oh, Tyreek Hill, that, that, that baby boy had some
5: hey, hey, when, that, when that, that, bigger, <laughs> that had some vigor <laughs> with that baby boy. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, 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 when you hit him with a baby boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's in so many ways. Mm. So many ways. Yep. <laughs> so many ways. Because guess what? Tyreek Hill is not a big dude. Yeah, so but when Bo- he hit somebody with a baby boy?
2: Oh no, he wants that smoke. He wants
5: smoke.
2: Right. No, no, no. When but you say,
5: said- you know what? Look, he he's right and 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 here's what i've always felt about endless in the media right a lot of your stuff is scripted a lot of your stuff is planned right yep. so that means you have an opportunity to deliver your message better than the athlete would who's just being asked random questions
4: oh for sure I, and I
5: sh- so when when you when you come across the wrong way and you're not a dummy and people react to it, you got nobody to blame but yourself. Definitely. If that's not what Stephen A meant, that man has been on TV a lot, a long time. He knows a better way to deliver. He's written. He's he's done show. He, so you telling me he couldn't have found a better way to say that? Well, or he, is he backtracking yeah, he's, and then trying to say after he said that? So he's so smart, I don't give him a pass for slip of tongue. That's, well, I think that's what we are.
4: Steve, look, Stephen A. Smith is one of the best to do it for sure. Right. He's great, great success on that show. And honestly, like, you know, Stephen A. Smith's gotten crushed before for like not knowing a certain charger was out or something for a Monday night football. But look, Tua is one of the most talked about guys in the league for you not to have any uh, inkling about what kind of touchdowns he's thrown all season. Tyree kill is right. He said the word. It was a lazy take. Right. It was a lazy take. I'm not saying you can't make the take that Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the Dolphins. I get he's amazing, but the way you made it was just it was lazy. He put it he put it perfectly there. It was a lazy take from Stephen A Smith and he doesn't want to be called out on his takes because his takes are so precious as being called lazy, but it was. That's that's the perfect description of it and that's why Tyreek Hill's not going to sit here and respect your football opinion when you're saying things that are just patently false when he's catching 30- to 40-yard touchdowns every single week from Tua.
5: And to Vlad's point, to Vlad's point, one of the reasons why Dan Olofsky is so good at what he does is because he doesn't do what Stephen A. did. You see what I'm saying? If he has a take, if Dan Olofsky has a take and you don't agree with it, Dude has pictures. He's breaking it down and showing you why he feels that way. Stephen A. just has a thought.
4: and Schmolnick says Tobin doesn't understand the baby boy reference. Basically, the intangibles version of pal.
5: Yep.
2: <laughs>
4: he's right.
5: Wait, he's absolutely wait, right. Wait, can I ask you? Is that intangible or an intangible help? <laughs> like, like, like one intangible breaking it down for you. Baby oh,
4: boy is the
2: equivalent we of
4: buddy. In fairness, it's an alias. We don't know if is intangible. Shemitah Smoldek? We don't know. That could just be a... It's a, no, dis- no, no. It's a disguised name. Let I know Dade South is an intangible. Let, let me explain. Listen. Dade South? I know no, Dade South. South. Wait, 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 wait. South
2: is one
5: of us. Dade South?
2: He's one of we us. We can tell. He's we one
5: have one of no us. idea what he, He's baby one. Boy. He's, He's using baby boy. But Shemitah Smoldek? Shemitah could be anyone.
2: Know. He could be anyone. He could be anybody. He could be anyone.
5: You think... Hey, Vlad. You think he's a member?
2: No, no, no. He's not of our co- of our complexion, but he could be. That's what I'm saying. But he could be a but member of a tribe. He, he could be a member I'm of a tribe.
5: He he could he could be. I think he's Tobin's complexion. Nah,
2: nah. So I you don't know. know? So I don't know. Still, it's
5: still up in the air.
2: It's still up in the air.
5: Okay, I'm just saying. Like uh, as a brother, I wouldn't use uh, a nickname, <laughs> Smith and Smolnik. Right? and
2: <laughs> Smolnik. No, no, no. There.
5: Right. that's what I'm saying that's why I'm taking it from his
2: right but he could be right. funny though that's the thing being funny yeah. he could be yeah, so it's it just could be his way of playing words like like he uh Sergey like Sergey
4: like he yeah. also has a spo avatar we don't know he's left it all a mystery just to he, tell us all has, to go to hell
5: yeah he has but the one thing that's very consistent everybody in the chat has gone to hell exactly. according to Smith and <laughs> yeah. hey hey buddy how you doing
4: go to hell <laughs> go to hell, buddy. Go to hell. Go, to go help, hell, pal. buddy. Go to Wait, help, baby boy. What,
5: what, if he, what if he starts saying "Go to hell, baby boy"?
2: <laughs> that <laughs> was Take that. Quick- that was a lot of that was a lot of vigor with that baby boy. Like Ooh, he, he oh, went yeah.
4: some smoke. He went yeah, smoke he, with that vigor. He said
3: it very aggressively.
4: <laughs> Take a quick break. Back after this.
3: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com.